I think there's huge social media pressures on teenagers. We're not as progressive as we thought we were. I think they're fantastic, but I think they've got more pressure on them than any of us ever had. I think young people today are confronted with so much choice that we've become very critical about what we're doing. Welcome to 67. It's a podcast from Edelman about ideas and communication. I'm Shauna McCarthy. On today's episode, we're exploring the generation gap. We want to find out what makes young people tick. Are they optimistic? Who do they trust? Almost a year after the referendum and just weeks until a general election, we've been asking them what they want from business. Should today's brands have a political voice? Hello, I'm Tyne Adele and I'm 26 years old. Hello, I'm Samiha Sheikh and I'm 23 years old. And I'm Mia O'Brien, I'm 23 years old. I think, personally, yes, I would like to hear about politics from different brands that are so successful out there. Um, we're all consumers, aren't we? Like, we, we are all very interested in the products that we might get from different brands. And if we're going to put in our money and somewhat our trust as well into brands, then we want to know that um, our affiliation with these brands is something that's good and if, if those brands come out and say that th these are our political motives, this is what we support and what we don't support, it is important for brands to um, showcase their political endeavours and what they support. But I think you should personally, you should also have your kind of moral compass and you should be socially and, and politically aware because if a brand does come out and say, oh yes, refugee crisis, we don't really support it. We kind of get what different European countries are going through and you know we get it. I would be like, oh, that's not cool. So, you know, I, I would definitely react. Um, so I think, yes, support brands. And um, when brands are going out there and having a political motive, I think it's great. But you should also be very socially aware and have your own opinions. And that's all about just being conscious of your own, you know, surroundings. Yeah, I agree with you, Sam. I don't think Tesco's word should be treated as gospel. I don't think Apple's word should be treated as gospel. We, what we want is to have more opinions and a, we want a smorgasbord of opinions that we can draw on. And I think that calls on academics, uh, political institutions, think tanks, brands, big, small shops. I think it, it, it requires a lot of different players in the field to actually amplify their voice. Uh, Oxford a academics came out saying that, uh, you know, the threat of triggering Article 50 in the next month is going to have a colossal impact on researchers and their, you know, their source of, of um, academia at the institutions and the European academics there. I think that's a really, really good point and, and something that needs to be translated to young people. Young people need to hear that sort of thing. So I, I think brands obviously need to raise their voice, but I also think a lot of people need to raise their voice. Just to add to both of those points, um, I think, you know, there's a counter argument for, for both, actually. Um, there's pros and cons, I think, to, to brands sort of expressing their political opinions. The pros being that, you know, brands have have a massive impact on, on us as consumers. And so they have the power to be able to to sway people's uh, decision making, to sway their opinions. And so that could have both a good effect or a bad effect, depending on the political opinion that they have. So, for example, you know, there was a massive sort of uproar when uh, Trump was uh, uh, elected as 
president. And so for, a, for an organization like Nike, for example, if they, if they st sort of stood up and said, you know, we, we totally support what Trump is about and um, we, we, we back him 100%, then, you know, they could be, they could, they could, they could maybe lose some consumers. They could, they could create, you know, a massive, um, massive uproar. They could, there's so many, they have so much power. So in, in some ways I feel as though brands are, that are maybe scared to, to, to voice their opinions because of the impact that it may have um, on the wider world and both, and their business. I think as, I think, I think what needs to happen is that um, brands just need to, they do need to step up. They do need to become a bit more transparent, but you know, you have to remember that brands are run by people and people are with many different opinions. And so they have to come to sort of a general consensus and decide, okay, this is going to be our stance and sort of run with it. Um, if they're not going to be communicating their, their po political opinions, what they at least need to do is maybe facilitate a platform that makes it easier for say the government to communicate with young people um, and to get their messages across. So that at least if they're not uh, expressing their own opinion, they're creating the platforms for people um, to be able to do so. But do today's young people know just what their parents and older generation think of them? I think they're fantastic, but I think they've got more pressure on them than any of us ever had. I think there's huge social media pressures on teenagers. They're filling up the beds in um, the few beds that are left in the mental health system. They can't cope. They have less freedom, they're more monitored. Everything they do, every thought is measured and judged. They're under pressure to succeed. I'm not saying they don't all graft it. There is a lot of good kids out there, but what I see, a lot of them just don't care. Younger people don't want to get their hands dirty as much as we are willing to do. It's up to them to really reach out and grasp what is available to them. There's just a massive mix of opinions there, um, some of which are good, some of which are bad. I think. I think the older generation are somewhat traditional and they are they look at young people um some of which and um they may feel don't care about their futures and are not willing to put the work in necessary to secure that um but what they don't understand is is the state that the nation is in is not what it was in you know in their youth and so we are under huge amounts of pressure that you know the older generation may not have been in in their time uh, of youth one being social media for example you know there's so much sort of idealistic imagery for young people to aspire to um but it's deemed unobtainable so you know we're under this pressure to succeed we're under this pressure to live a certain uh, lifestyle to have a certain type of job um you know and it's it's all about social classes you know if you if you have a job that is not deemed you know paid it paying high enough or you're, you're not required to wear a suit even you know you're looked upon as less than than the other person that does so we're under huge amounts of social pressure we're under huge amounts of pressure you know to secure our futures um which are at the moment very uncertain um and so you know how are we supposed to 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 long-term plan when when there's this massive degree of uncertainty um i think young people are doing the best they can with the opportunities that they have um, there's always more room to, to do more, but that has to be matched with, you know, efforts from government, efforts from private organisations to facilitate that move, to facilitate young people in securing their futures, obtaining uh, new opportunities, um, increasing the rate of unemployment. All of these things cannot be done by young people alone. We do need the help. 
Okay, so I'm quite pleasantly surprised by the reactions of the public as to what how they perceive the youths, um, the youth. So I feel like mostly um, the reactions are quite accurate, ap- apart from a, a couple that you know feel like we don't kind of grab life by the uh, by you know what it is and just kind of run with it. Um, but I feel like that's that has a lot to do with the fact that yes, um, the old gen- generation is is traditional, but I would also say that people who are my parents' age. Um, they they're quite on par with what's happening in the world. Like they they know that it is quite difficult to get out there now. There's and some this might strange sound strange, but with so much variety and there's so many different modes of communication and so many different things being thrown at you. Sometimes um, as a young person, you don't actually know what path to go through. So when I was younger, I feel like I didn't really know what apprenticeship was. I didn't even know what an internship was. You know and um, I feel like if I had had I known these uh, various outlets that you could go through to build upon your future, mine would have been different. Um, and I would have been exposed to so many different things. So I feel like, yes, maybe um, we are confused by what's out there and we're kind of blown away by we don't know where to go because as um, you said, Tia, you, um, it's quite unsettling. The future is quite unsettling. But I do think that um, we're on the right path and... Um, Yes, yeah, so the opinions are quite accurate in saying that it, we're quite we're quite good as a bunch of kids. <laughs> quite a mix of sympathy, tough love, and and then a, a little bit of groveling about the NHS. No surprises <laughs> there. I um, I think that it it was fairly unsurprising. The one thing that um, struck me was this idea of entitlement. I think one a few people commented on our generation just. Uh, feeling a little bit self-entitled, which I agree with. I think young people today are confronted with so much choice that we've become very critical about what we're doing and we've become very restless. And I think that there does come a point where you need to roll up your sleeves and, you know, just get just just get into it. And a lot of people are, um, you know, thinking about other ideal options and what's better and what's more suited to them and this grass is greener mentality is pretty pervasive today so I um I actually agree with a lot of the sentiments that were just expressed some candid comments there concerns about the future on both sides but also optimism that today's young people have the ambition and the capability to achieve some really great things and it certainly sounds like our guests have the blueprints to do that Thanks for listening to the 67 podcast. Special thanks also to Making the Leap for help with this week's episode. You can find out more about them at mtl.org.uk. Don't forget that we also have 67 the magazine, featuring contributions and interviews with Sir John Sauce, Tina Brown, Mark Thompson and more. If you would like a copy or more information, you can visit edelman.co.uk. The 67 podcast will be back in a few weeks' time. You can join me then.